record as soon as he gets up. <laughs> Niggas! What? <laughs> what up? What up, what, what up, up, my guy? I see you moving around a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, my wife didn't close the door, so I had to go back down. <laughs> well, welcome back to another episode of Unapologetic Black, Never Broken, Always Empowered. I am Brittany, joined by my co-hosts, Jamal and Rich. What's up? Good. How are y'all? How you what feeling? Up? I'm good. I'm good. I had, finally, I've had two days off in a row for the first time. <laughs> Three months. That's great. That boy relaxed. Um, <laughs> so I'm good, chilling. I go to work tomorrow, but you know, there goes my fun. Um, Your little staycation. Um, yeah, uh, we went to uh, on a date this weekend. Uh, oh, what you take her to? My cousin invited us to a blues concert. Her boyfriend's friend was doing a blues concert. I've never ever in my life been in a place. And I'm the youngest person there. <laughs> Reference, I'm 33. I was the youngest, probably by a good 10 years. <laughs> I've been in that situation. It was, you never know the difference in generations until you started hanging out with older generations. Yeah. And you were like, oh, you're only 10 years older than me. That's not that big of a difference. Like, we look at 20 year olds and we're like, bro, I'm not that much older than you. Like, some 20 year olds I look at and say, I'm like, yeah, old. <laughs> I hang out with some 40 year olds and I'm like, this nigga is old. <laughs> oh, FY, uh, uh, PSA for the audience tonight, the word nigga will probably be used like 47 times this episode. It's a sentence enhancer, it gets sprinkled in. Just be ready. I feel like that's every episode. I, I don't know why we need a PSA on season two, episode 32, but like, I'm pretty sure we say nigga all the time. Is this really season two, episode 32? I had something like that. Jeez. We somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. Well, how was y'all weekend? Um, Weekend was good overall. Um, Anybody get pissed on? Huh? No. Anybody get pissed on? No. Yo, I did no, get something so. dope though. Uh, so like our anniversary just passed and like aside from the thank, thank you. Aside from the gifts we gave each other. So like Funko canceled her order and like she ordered like, you know, like a Funko Pop for me. Cause on our anniversaries we give each other like a Funko Pop and then like the regular gifts. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, like I got, you know, like I ordered something and it was a chance of a chase. They canceled the order, they refund her, it ships out. It's a one in six chase of like this Funko I never even knew she ordered. So like now I have the Sanji, Zoro, and Luffy all given from her. Mm. And I was like, oh shit. Like I was I was excited. That's cool. Yeah. That's dope. dope. Yeah. Speaking of anniversary gifts, I'm currently using mine <laughs> while we sit here. It's you a heated foot massager. Oh love it. It's it's right. No up. wine. No, no, no wine tonight. No wine tonight, Richard. No. I got tea. Ah, shit. I drank all my tea. I have sparkling water. <laughs> sparkling water. Okay. Where's the wheat? No wheat? There's wheat around here, but you, we never do that on air. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing us out. Like, <laughs> I expect us to be real black tonight. Oh. oh, you want me to light the blood on air? I, think, I, I really think you're, you're, you're thinking about next week's episode. This week's episode is not real black. This week's episode is educational. 
You can't educate the people while you be doing some nigga shit. We can't. And this is how you cut the coke. (laughs) You're hilarious. Yeah, now that's next week when we talk about who's invited to the cookout. This week we're talking about affirmative action. Yeah. Next week we're going to ask you why you giving out that N-word pass so freely. So freely. I don't give it out freely. You're right. Neither does Ty. He makes people pay for it. <laughs> you want to touch his head? It's $50. It's $10 to touch his head. It's 50 to yell nigga at him. I mean, think about it. Let's little peek, sneak peek to next week's episode. They going to call you a nigga regardless. You <laughs> might as well get paid for it. You're not, might you might as well, well not. I'm going to beat you up. Wait, I'm not going to hold you. I, he going to call you a nigga as soon as you turn the corner anyway. Big facts, though. Might as well go ahead and get that hundred dollars real quick. Let him say it and move on by the business. Have the decency and the common respect for me as a person to not say it to my face. It is all he right. We paid you. <laughs> no. I don't know what more decency way to get to get done. Pay yeah. it. My self respect. I'm not. I'm not taking the payoff for my self respect. Listen, ah, we're I'm not sorry. getting into this. Call your light bill company and pay your light bill with self respect. <laughs> I'm dead. Okay. Let's let's jump into this week's episode, which is about affirmative action. Um, so I'm gonna kick it off with the definition of affirmative action because I knew I just knew that Richard was gonna need it. First of all, requested that that is ignorant. Is a true statement. Anyone who listens to our podcast regularly, shout out to my bestie and everyone else who listens to it regularly knows that i'll start every episode and i'll jump in and you're like wait let's define it (laughs) so how do you define this question this 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 you're bringing up (laughs) i do it for the people that are too scared to ask you're right and you know what for those people since rich is the voice of all the timid (laughs) which is the audience Affirmative action. So affirmative action is a program of positive action undertaken with conviction and effort to overcome the present effects of past practices, policies, or barriers to equal employment opportunities and achieve the full and fair participation of women, minorities, and individuals with disabilities found to be underutilized in the workforce based on availability. Now, I want people to take the last half of that definition and I highlight that bitch because it tells you why they created this motherfucker in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's for it's all my little, my little, uh, blacks. palm, palm colored people who be like, we will, well, we don't have an, an affirmative action. The, the reason right. why you don't is in the definition of affirmative action. Motherfuckers. Right. That's why. But um, go ahead. I think it's furthermore. Sorry. You want to get your thought out? I was going to say, it's more than just the palm-colored people who were screwed by this. It's the Asian Americans. It's the other people who feel as though like they don't fit in into the minority, and they also don't get seen as that. So as though, although my test scores are high, I'm being passed over because you have to take in a certain minority amount. And because I am in that minority, or you see me as a minority, 
now this affirmative action is stopping me from being able to place in here. Okay, I'm gonna finish the definition because I feel like you're going into my Sorry. first question after. Um, but furthermore, with the definition, the purpose of affirmative action is to establish fair access to employment opportunities as well as college admission um, to create a workforce that is accurate reflection of the demographics of the qualified available workforce in the relevant job market. Affirmative action policies and programs are tools whereby additional efforts are made to recruit, hire, and promote qualified women, minorities, and individuals with disabilities. Affirmative action includes gender, race, and protected veterans. Um, all fall under some form of affirmative action. In this year, June 29th, 2023, the Supreme Court um, essentially got rid of affirmative action as it um, pertains to college admissions, specifically college admission, um, and only the racial part of it mm -hmm. did they get rid of. So women, people with disabilities, protected veterans, they're all still a part of affirmative action. There's still spaces set aside for them. Um, but race is no longer by law across the United States a part of consideration for being admitted into college. So. Uh, yeah, prior to like 1946, race was also not a part of the reason why they didn't hire people either. It was never a part of it. It's never it's, been a part of it. What do you mean? Never been a part of it. And I would agree with him. Race has never been a part of it because you were never going to hire niggas anyway. So, <laughs> you're not, you were never going to hire you niggas. Never going to hire my black ass. <laughs> you, were, you were never going to hire them anyway. Doesn't matter. We were only going to hire white people, which is why you had all white firms, all white schools, which is why black people. only had, drinking fountain. <laughs> which is why black people had to build black colleges because you were not taking us in general. Right. So you're right. Race didn't matter at all because you wouldn't hire any niggas no matter. No, it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess um, my first question is what do you, well, now that affirmative action, at least that part of it has been overturned, um, do you feel like the goal of affirmative action had been achieved prior to um, the overturning of it? I will say yes, right? The goal has been achieved now um, because the goal is to shine a light on malpractices and on the fact that they exclude, colleges have excluded uh, a portion of people due to whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, when that we're in, in the age that we are in now, age with social media and the, the, the ability to shine a light on discrimination is a lot easier now. So I think that's what they were trying to do is like, hey, we're going to hold you guys accountable for not doing the right thing. But now the law no longer has to do it because the public can do it. it the public can ease can do it easier now. So we don't need the law to hold you accountable. Now the public will just hold you accountable. And a lot of schools now, which a lot, a lot of schools now have PR teams. They'd be like, oh, shit, we can't afford to have this happen because we don't want a bad reputation because that's just going to stop people from coming here in general. Right. Um, I also believe the world is more diverse than it was in 1980s, 1970s, uh, where you, you see more interracial couples um, in general, with more interracial people. Um, so 
it's kind of hard to say, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna hold you down for being black unless you look black, you know? Right. But, I mean, and on a college application, there's not usually a picture involved. And it's not the look, it's more of the name. Right. And again, you know, and then, I, you know, I battle with it names. Like that. I battle with names in the sense of like, really, you really had to get this child this ignorant name. But, you know, hey, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, I know a lot of people that they give their children white names. So that way on a resume, on when they calling their name in school, it's easier for them to say, easier for the teacher to say. Um, I but I think, the goal was, I think the goal was accomplished. The goal was for the law to not have to always do it. I think that was their goal. They didn't say that, but that was their goal. It was for us to not to always have to hold schools accountable. Now the people can do it. And so now in this day and age, you can definitely do it because, uh, you know, you can go to Harvard and it just by looking or just just by people reading the stats and the statistics of Harvard, they'd be like, how many black people go to Harvard? How many black people go to here? How many black people go there? Not that many. Nowadays, a lot of black people don't want to go to where ain't a lot of black people ain't no fucking way. So. <laughs> I mean, and that, that's a true statement. Yeah, I think um, so. I think in a lot of ways, like the goal was reached to be able to allow us to go to these places where we can see ourselves in a Harvard, in a MIT. Shout out to my boy Maurice. Uh, you know, to a Berkeley. lot of places that like you can go, like Berkeley, and that otherwise they wouldn't have allowed us beforehand. But I think in a lot of ways, by doing away with this, they did a lot of harm. By saying, hey, you know, we're no longer going to consider your race, like just you in specific. And it's like, if you never consider race at all in any applications, why would you have to? Like, why does my race matter more? You know what I mean? Like, why does it matter if I'm a black man and you wouldn't allow me here versus this white kid? What's the difference between me and him? Okay, wait, which, which, from which stance? Because I think you kind of mixed it up. Because if uh, you ask me why should schools take black people, it's because they didn't. You know I mean, I'm just saying in general, like, why do they, why do they consider? Right. So I guess what I'm saying is, why do they consider race in general when it could be because white my people are race was good enough, my test scores were good enough, I wrote a good essay, like. Right. So, but they, go ahead. I was going to say the the way I the way I perceived it is they first off most levels they take you you have to be on the same level in general. The issue is is even if you're on the same level, if you're black they're not taking you unless right. you are far above everyone else. And even then, if the white guy is somewhere comparable, they're going to take him because he's white. They want an all white firm. But if you're never on that level to begin with, your race didn't matter. Because you you didn't have the credentials to get here any fucking way. But if you do, and you guys match, well, we're going to take the white person because we want an all-white firm because we think lesser of black people. We don't want you here. Right. That's and in affirmative action, they say that they only take a certain amount. So it's like, if my school is filled with 2% black people, I don't have to take that many more. Like, I've taken... Yeah, but without affirmative action, you would have never had 2% black people. You would have right. had 100% white so they because the, because the state can't regulate exactly how many you have to have, they give you a percentage and they say, hey, "Look, we know y'all gonna be racist. Let's just try to lessen how racist you are to the world." 
So that way some people have a chance. Yeah, um, to speak to Rich's point, and one of the things that I, in my research prior to, um, most of the Black and Hispanic and the minorities that were getting into these Ivy League schools were already at the level that they should have been. Um, there were there are cases that the minorities did not have to score as high or do as good as the white counterparts, and that's where um, the tension lies between uh, uh, over affirmative action. Is you know you didn't have to get a thirty four on your ACT or whatever a great score on the SAT is because I did not do good on the SAT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know you don't you didn't have to do as well to get in because there were already a certain amount of spots they were willing to offer but these these particular students that even qualify were you know well do well you know honor roll students or whatever they were they were high achieving students um, yeah whatever the case may be but they came from from like splintered education systems or they came from hoods in which in public school systems, I think Richard's frozen. Um, they came from public school systems. No, his eyes didn't move. <laughs> He's just listening to you. They came from public school systems that did not have all the advantages of their white counterparts. So like, mm -hmm. just because you're achieving in your top of your class, you know, in Detroit or in DC or in, you know, certain areas of Texas, like, you are still not receiving all of the education that the top of the class in Your the suburbs is receiving. Right. Right. Um, right. So it's you really still, giving even though the, people a chance. Yeah. I, it was just flipped on the back end where he got all the advantages on the front end going through elementary school, middle mm -hmm. and high school. I got the advantage on the back end where my yeah, test scores going into college didn't have to be as high, but I struggled all through school because of the environment that I was in. And oh, I aced, I don't want to say struggled. I aced the school environment that I was in, but I'm still not prepared for this or as prepared for this because I, my background didn't allow it. My surroundings right. I didn't, didn't go it. to a, a college. I didn't do anything wrong. You, just like you, I didn't have to do as much on, for the SAT. You didn't have to do very much going through school. Right. You, you just did your normal work going through because you were born into a privileged white family that allowed you to go through that allowed you to have the steps and to do the things that you wanted to do and if again if the school had ways of me getting it without affirmative action then they should have implemented that right but they didn't so here we are don't blame me because your school without affirmative action would have never accepted black people in the first place. That's the that's the issue. Mm -hmm. Don't blame me. I'm just the byproduct of the fact that they were racist to fucking begin with. So I'm taking advantage of, I'm not saying taking advantage, but I'm using the system that was put in place to allow me to progress in life in which I would never have the ability to do if we did not have affirmative action. I would have never... I would have never been able to do that. I would have never been able to go to a prestigious school where certain jobs only pick from prestigious schools to do certain things. Right. Everyone knows as a, as a lawyer, it's really about 
it's, it's, it's really it's, it's not as much about your grades as far as much as it is the school you went to. Yeah, my mom always told me it's not what you know, but who you know. Who you know. I went to Harvard Law. So guess what? Harvard Law lawyers pass the bar. They boom. They get sent over. They got jobs already set up. New York, Mm -hmm. big big businesses that's hiring them to help represent them. I went to law school. I went to law school at TSU. Microsoft not hiring me to be a part of their law. They 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 legal team. Right. No, your school, we don't know if you know enough. It's what they're going to say. We don't know if you know enough to represent us because you went to a lower school that didn't teach as much. Right. But I couldn't get into Harvard because I was black. Mm-hmm. Or I was, you know, raised in a single parent household. So I didn't have the. Yeah, the because apparently that had something to do with the fact that I couldn't, you know, pay attention in class. Yeah. I mean, exactly. So, um, so I know we talked a lot about the pros of affirmative action, and if you have any others, throw them in. But what do you believe are some of the cons? And I'll let you kind of kick it off because I think when you were talking about Asian Americans and how it affects them, that's what it kind of leans into. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it kind of like leans into a certain amount of them being able to gatekeep how many people of a certain color or race they allow in because they're like all right dog we can cap this off like we've let enough black people in or like you know y'all don't have the money and even when it comes down to like who they allow in drinks to like affirmative action like it's still a lot of like legacy so like black people like to pretend like we're all broke and poor nah we're not all unable to send our kids to these higher schools and these higher educations there are some people that like got through and they've just been quietly sending their legacies through like, Mm -hmm. all right, y'all gonna come up through this. And like, that's what you do. Like when you have the money, you do better for your child. And yeah, that's where it comes down to it. And like where affirmative action was trying to help, it wasn't able to reach these like poor black kids going to Harvard in the first place. Like they weren't going to be able to like, I'm gonna keep it a buck, dog. Like, if I were to have taken the SATs, I would have been one of those kids trying to test in on affirmative action, and I wouldn't have gotten to Harvard. Like, I got to where I got to because Harvard, you were able to get into whatever lower predominantly white school that would have never accepted you to begin with. You were able to get into that due to affirmative action. So again, there's still levels to it, right? Not everyone can go to Harvard because that is such a prestigious school, but be able to go i know i'm just gonna use texas as an example u of h u of h is a predominantly white school mm-hmm. who would have never accepted you even though you have scores comparable to go to u of h they yeah. would have said guess what there's a there's a there's a historically black school down the street uh, somewhere in the ghetto on third we'll take you. they will take you they had open enrollment tsu prior to like four or five years ago had open enrollment mm-hmm. And was like, you know, take a class, pay us. That shit was like the 13th grade, nigga. Come down here, grab this shit, let's go. Not the 13th grade. You of age was like, nah, we're not going to take you. Nah, we good. Until affirmative action said, um, yeah, their scores are good enough to get into your school. It's crazy how you have black people whose scores are good enough to get into the school and you don't have them here. Why? Mm-hmm. Because we they met the metrics, so obviously the metrics wasn't it. 
Right. So why didn't you have them? I don't see, I don't know enough. I do not see a downside to affirmative action. I don't. What? (laughs) Um, I will say that I, and I agree with you. Um, Speaking to (laughs) Jamal's point earlier there, that was one of the things that was a big issue is that um, a lot of Asian Americans who qualify, you know, because I don't, I don't want to say like traditionally speaking or like stereotypically speaking, but like Asian Americans are smart (laughs) in general. Right. So, um, and so they're testing high, they're, they're getting all these great, you know, testing great and doing all the extracurriculars and having the, the backing of their family and all of that. Um, and when they try to get into these Ivy League schools that are already, you know, I wouldn't say predominantly Asian American, but there's a, a large community of them already. They're not getting in because that minority quota is full. Yeah. Now, I, I would say maybe that's the only downside of affirmative action is that it's minority. So you take anyone, minority is anything not anyone black. not white. Anything, anyone not white is considered. Including foreign no. exchange is also exactly. And so the issue is that there will shit. There's so many ethnicities that are not white mm-hmm. that you can feel, you feel these quotas that fast. Like, yeah, and and so that I can see that. So I would say that it probably would have to break down and be more specific. Like you need to have X percent black, X percent, you know, Latino, X percent African, X percent, you know, because each one is different. Asian, Asian. so you know, and you break it down. Yeah, I mean, and to yeah, so to speak to Rich's point, that's the only way to make it fair. Um, It's to break it down, but then you'll have then there's still issues within that. Yeah, because it's Latinx and people of color, and that's combining two people of like they're combining a lot of minorities together to just say we have minorities. So by saying we have people of color, it's like, okay, well, do you count Indian people as people of color? Do you count black people as people of color? Do you count this as a person of color? Like, how do you define a person of color? Because now we're saying, oh, we aren't being represented. And you're like, no, 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 there are people of color here. Yeah, no, and that's what, that is what is, that's Yeah, that's exactly, that was exactly (laughs) the loophole that they used. That's why they just said minority. They 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 literally use it to say we're gonna bring a, a broad fucking paintbrush across the shit and say minority. Now whichever minorities you motherfuckers get is who you get, and, yeah. and it is what it is. And so now, case studies have already been done because ten states prior to the Supreme Court overturning it, ten states already have banned race as being part of or affirmative action in general as being part of college admission. California being the largest of them, Michigan was another one, and then eight others, right? Um, but there have been studies. California got rid of affirmative action in the 90s. So prior to the 90s, um, there were... 6%. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, no. Prior to the 90s, there were, they went up to 6%. 6% was the high. It was oh, like yeah, 7% was, like- was the high. Um, but when affirmative action was in place, there was like six to seven percent of Hispanics and black people 
enrolled into Ivy League, higher, you know, like Berkeley and the the bigger schools in California. Once they got rid of it, 30 to 40 percent decline immediately. So it's only two percent blacks and slightly less in the Hispanic community as well. Um, actually, slightly more because the Hispanic community is larger <clears throat> in certain areas of California. But um, I think that's one of the biggest cons of getting rid of affirmative action is immediately yeah. seeing. You're going to immediately see them say, oh, cool, wait. Well, now they're going to say, well, we didn't reject him because he was black because that's not a part of our application. Right. Reject because his scores or his interview because his scores are going to be great. That's how you even got to apply to this bitch in the first place. This just didn't seem like a good fit for him. Your right. interview wasn't a good fit. Uh, right. You know, he's just not a good cult part of the culture, but yet, you know, somehow all these white people fit. All of them. All just, of them. All of them fit. They all came in together. He from New York. He from Alabama. He from fucking Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> this motherfucker from Wyoming, but they all fit together. Right. Canada. And this nigga's British. But they all. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, wow, I just lost my whole train of thought. <laughs> Mid sentence. Um, it happens that quick. Happens that quick. But no, I. So I also think that as far as one of the pros of affirmative action is that it, when you go to a PWI, a predominantly white institution, because I went to Howard, so I'm an HBCU kid myself. But I think it is important in college as well as in the workplace to have diversity because the real world is diverse. So I do think it is harmful for specifically white people just because that's just society's built for them to feel safe in their in this protected bubble and they think that everything revolves around them, right? Um, I think it's important to be challenged with different cultures and ideologies and religions and all of that while you're still young so that when you do go into the real world, it's not a shock to the system. Um, and I, think I don't think it's a shock to their system. I think they know what the world is like. They just don't give a fuck. They believe they are better, period. They know that, that Black people are out there. They just believe they're better. They don't give a fuck. Like, that's just that is what it is. Like, I believe I should get in over him because I'm white and he's black. I'm better than him. Right. The end. Like, he's from the hood. They they know this shit. It's not a culture shock to them. They just don't give a fuck. Yeah. I feel that. The only thing that separates them is money. A rich white men, poor white men. They're like yeah. Rich dad, poor dad. Um, Jamal and I were talking about this earlier just because our backgrounds are completely different, right? I went to private schools, Catholic school, very white schools, you know, my whole upbringing for the most part, and then chose to go to Howard once I graduated. Um, And my experience from being in these middle to upper class school systems is that college is instilled, right? There's really no other option as you're going through school. It's all college prep. You're all, you're learning this. In junior year, we had to take the PACT and the PSAT. Like, 
all of that was provided to us and expected from us versus Jamal's experience, which I'll let you. Yeah, there was there was none of that. Uh, there was no SAT prep. There was no I mean, there were classes, right? Like certain people had classes, but it was like an elective if you had space in your curriculum or if you weren't taking something else like that was a class, but it wasn't everyone's class. Like it was not mandatory for you to take the SATs or the ACTs or honestly, they really just pushed you like getting a job mostly like where I went to school at it was seen as like, you know, one of the good things like you had to actually buy into the program, but you could learn a trade. So like I learned culinary arts, whereas like you could have learned things like HVAC, or you could have learned electrician or uh, to be, uh, shit, I'm trying to think cosmetology. of cosmetology. Um, there was a- But like trade school was not something I had even really ever heard of growing, like going through high school because it was always college, college, college. So to hear an experience from someone who grew up inner city where it was, you know, let me teach you a trade as black kids, yeah. y'all probably won't make it to college. So let's show you these other routes. A lot of, um- in my area a lot they pushed more community college first like hey mm-hmm. start small they never they 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 first goal was yeah start small bro go to a community college <laughs> no they definitely small, community bro. College. that was it that was a thing start small go to community college like okay damn just no goals on huh? just <laughs> fuck my dream they barely handing out associates over there like yeah man go get your back then like associates were about as big as Right. Oh yeah, just go get your associate. Motherfucker had his associate's degree. Like he was, he was legit. He was solid. And, you know, and but and that's assuming that like my school pushed graduated. Like, mm-hmm. fuck what you gonna do after it's the grade, grade. Yeah, just make it out of the twelfth grade. Out of across the stage, and then we'll figure it out from there. And then like, yeah, we'll figure it out after that. Don't worry about SATs, ACTs. That shit don't matter when it comes to a community college. Do that shit. <laughs> if you go to community college, you can transfer to Bowie State in two years, is what they told us. Go to community college, you can transfer to whatever university you want to after that shit. It's yeah, exactly. two years. Which is it also bullshit because college. so many community college, like people are always like, my credits didn't transfer. I got to fucking start over. Or I have they, didn't, they didn't say that your credits don't transfer. They said just go there for two go. years and then go, worry about You'll see what the experience is like. You'll understand. Yeah, see if you, you like college. college. You you'll know. stay at home, you'll earn some money so you can go to the big college. Yeah, these are never like, things I heard growing up. So oh like, my God. And that's they, the thing. That's the difference between people who, like when it comes to affirmative action, people who do qualify, not saying that I would have ever qualified for Harvard. I didn't even get into University of Michigan. <laughs> but, but, but it's people who came, who come from a background similar to mine. You know what I mean? Whose parents put them into private school or into these these higher achieving schools. Um, and did not get that type of treatment. I think, honestly, although it is important to know your options, I think it's sad that they've accepted that the education system isn't going to get you there. <laughs> so for us, it was just the area that we grew up in. Our parents didn't have the funds or the ability to say, yeah, let's pay for all 13 of our kids to go to private school. <laughs> Fuck no. Like, we can't send one of you niggas to private school, let alone six of y'all. So, right. all you got to go to public school. And I kind of, it's just 
the school. But then even the school system isn't. <laughs> because they're, at this time, they're, they're, this is like, you know, 04, when I'm in high school, 05. Yeah. Like, all right, we're trying to combat the high rise of actual gangs and crime. We're just trying to get niggas to graduate. We're trying to stop having people, you know, 16, 15 year old girls walking through here pregnant. Right. While trying to, dropping out, like, right. trying to make sure that niggas can graduate. <laughs> yeah. And that was their main goal. We yeah. will get you across the stage. On top of being an overpopulated community. And right. then we hit with Katrina. So then we already got the millions that's in Houston. You grab the millions from New Orleans. Adam yeah. and we got yeah. hit with and they Katrina our refugees way too. as well. Yeah. And I'm in Michigan. So yeah, no, no, no. Say I, I woke up to buses like no, I know it hit y'all hard, but I'm saying like we even felt that up north, yeah. so I can only imagine. So it's they said that they they went for the low hanging fruit, get niggas to graduate, yeah, they go from there, and, and that's what I think that's what a lot of parents low income parents they were just like we just want our kids to graduate because you're already doing better than me as a parent. No, I don't even I don't even have a high school degree. You left before the standardized test then became a thing. So at the time where you were graduating right before us, then they came in with the like mandatory test that you had to pass. That's your mom making you seem old. I was gonna say, first of all, so you're two years older than us. I've had standardized testing though. That's no, good. but it was mandatory. he said before your time. <laughs> right. So like after no, you got out of school, because then the curriculum changed to what you had to learn to pass the test unless of here's what i need you to learn to like go forward with your everyday life and, and maybe you're right maybe not i feel like because i wasn't in the public school system as a whole that would have gone oh yeah that's completely different public school from private school is absolutely too absolutely that wouldn't have affected we you. had standardized testing my whole like school you're right my bad <laughs> I was over here with Scantrons every fucking year. I don't know. <laughs> I had my number two pencils ready. Mm-hmm. Back when you had to walk your answers down to the principal, everything. Well, I'll tell you. Yes. With the little bubbles? Oh, that's that's called call a Scantron. It, I had no idea that you called it a Scantron. What did you call it? A test, nigga. <laughs> they handed you the test paper. I'm not sitting there asking. So what do you call this test paper right here? Yeah, the 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 one that you answer on because it was always separate from you had they questions the and then you sheet. had the answer sheet i was mad that we had to do that bitch twice we had to answer in the book and then answer on the goddamn with bubble. The bubble. we call it a bubble sheet <laughs> yeah see <laughs> we call it on the answer sheet yeah or the answer sheet yeah bubble sheet answer sheet we ain't calling no goddamn scantron, <laughs> but that's what I mean. That's what it was, and then right. it goes through the machine, and so that's you're sitting there like, you. "Is this a serious question?" Yes, that was the answer sheet. Like, <laughs> I know I'm not the only one feeling like, "Nah, bro, that wasn't just me." But I do feel like affirmative action as a whole kind of put a bandaid on what the overall issue is, which is what we're talking about now, and mm-hmm. that the, the obvious disparity in the education system in the communities in which black and people of black people and minorities live in yeah because like me and rich went to separate states and we have literally almost the same stories about what happened like i'm not this is one of those rare times when you don't see me disagreeing with rich and being like 
I can't understand what you're saying. I don't understand what you went through. Nah, I completely understand what you went through. Same shit, different hood. And that's literally how it went. You got hit with Katrina victims. I got hit with Katrina victims. You had to go do some bullshit when niggas was just trying to push you through. I had to go through the same shit. They told you to go to community college and see what it's like. Nigga, they told me the same thing. They had my ass lined up for the, mili- for the military before I, my before they even I even got my diploma. And they had that shit all along. That shit too. Like the uh ROTC dude uh, was from the uh, I Marines. Never ever came across anyone from the military in my in my high school. Oh, they, they super heavy in, in our high schools because they already know like yeah, how else are you supposed to like provide for yourself? Like they understand and they pre- they almost like prey on the like minorities that they know like need this kind of like structure in their lives. Like, hey, I can or see don't that have you're the like, funding to go. Yeah, I can see that you don't have funding for school. I can see that you kind of need a little structure. You be all right with learning something. Let the military put some money in your pocket. You get a job for the next four to six years. And you go about your day. You get a job, you get a check. That's what they leave with. You get a job, you, you get, get a job, check. check. Three meals a day and a uniform. And you like, they gonna pay me? I ain't know they was gonna pay me. You gonna, <laughs> they gonna pay for school? I can go to an actual college and you know, have to worry about tuition? Yeah, they'll give you a job. You can go to school and you'll get a check. All while being able to like learn something. So you'll mm-hmm. learn useful skills. And when they put it like that, it don't sound too bad. Not when you're from the hood and like, what are your other options? You're going to wind up working like the dude down the street that you've known all your life. Nice guy, but he's never left the town. Or you're going to date some girl and like wind up being stuck here. And that's not what you had in your plans. Like you're like, fuck, I plan on getting out of this state. And you ain't never going to see us uh, anywhere. We'll never leave your state. We'll never really do nothing. And that's how they sell you. They sell you that exact dream. And they're like, nah. But then you look at that cool guy and you look at his charger. He got a charger. He got a bonus. And, but, and it's crazy how all of this like connects. Like the outcomes and how affirmative action literally affects just about every part of your life without you even thinking about it. You think it's about, oh, it's just about me going to school when where you go to school could affect where you go, where you work. Absolutely could affect it definitely affects. when it affects where you live, which can affect the family, the type of family that you you know that you raise or the environment in which you raise your family, not the type of family that you raise, but the environment in which you raise your family, which could affect how your lineage becomes yeah. because of the environment in which you guys are raised in. Most people go to school and they stay out to where they go to school, like Brittany. Yeah, and then most people never go to school, they join the military. And then they come back home when their time in the service is done. And they start a family based off of like whatever random job they had. Like me. I was a cook. I went to school to be a cook. Came out, went to the military. I was a cook. Guess what I do in my everyday life? I'm a cook. (laughs) Like my family enjoys me cooking. I live an average life. I'm back at home in the same hometown I've been to. But I travel around. You know, it sounds so sad about it. I, I know, right? <laughs> I'm back. I, go, I go to work and I come home and I go to sleep. Like, yeah. And then I cook dinner after <laughs> I've cooked all day. <laughs> nah, like I do get to travel around and go see like different friends and meet different people. 
uh, we've been able to be fortunate enough to like find a convention that's not too far that like all of our friends don't mind traveling to. Shout out to Blurcon. Uh, but you know, like there's some there's some goodness in this. So you know, I ain't I ain't mad. Yeah, I also think um, before I ask my my last question, um, the other thing is I feel like if you're gonna do away with affirmative action as as it well, yes, first of all, have a plan in place, right, to try to to even out the playing field, but at the same time, I also feel like you should do away with like legacy admissions and things that you know aren't affirmative action but are highly benefiting not minorities mm-hmm. <laughs> or people with money. How about that? Yeah. Um, you know, your parent went to Harvard and now you get in just off the strength that they pay their dues every year, they donate, and now you get to go to the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're not at school. They got a seat on the board. So now you get to get in. Right. Because a lot of the students of these Ivy League schools are legacies or they are children of staff um, you know, and whatnot, and they're palm colored. Like, and it's not fair for you to take the, I wouldn't even call it an advantage. It was really just, it's not fair for you to close the door that you cracked, because it was just a crack, um, without coming up with a solution right. to, to allow these people to still. Or to prevent what happened prior to affirmative action to happen again. Like, exactly. Like, have a reason for affirmative action to come back, but now there is no coming back. Y'all overturned that shit. Y'all said, nah, that's not cool. We need something different. We need to trust y'all to do the right thing. And what happened? Like I said, I think I think that, that, that with more public knowledge and with the the way you can easily pretty much call out a school now, it's easier now than it was back then. I think that more people will literally be like, they're going to shine the light on the injustices of an Ivy League school or on a PWI um, just because they can. You know, if it's not for clout, it'll be for actual good change. I wonder if affirmative action also, like getting rid of that also affects HBCUs because, you know, on that, on that hand, the minorities were white people that were being let in in smaller numbers. Right. Because we need yeah, it. It does. Right. <laughs> right. But there, I mean, yeah, it fires both ways. So I don't know. I will always, always can like push HBCUs. I think they are great. I think they are pillars in our community. But I also do think it is important for people who from all backgrounds to be able to to go to the same institutions if they qualified to go to that institution. She convinced my little brother the first time she met him went uh, to come to Howard. That's why Dante's an HBCU student right now. Yeah, I think it's great. Shout out to um, Chips. So my last question, I'm sure I know the answer to it, but do you agree with the decision to get rid of it? To get rid of affirmative action? No. Supreme Court decision. No. I think I don't think you should leave it in the hands of people. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I think so. Yeah, into the hands of people, but the court of public opinion is messy, and it flip flops way too often. Yeah, uh, but no, I think they were wrong for that. Matthew, I think uh, me and my hang. 
to it. Affirmative action wasn't crushing and keeping 40% white people out of out of schools. Yeah. It weren't. It wasn't yeah. stopping or, it was or keeping 10% of minorities in schools. Yeah, it wasn't gatekeeping white people from going to these these Ivy League schools. No. Because they're still predominantly white. They're still yeah. 90% white. So ask yourself why you couldn't beat the 90% of white people and why you only focus on the 10% of black people that go to Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um Usually I never agree with Rich, but like on this one, it's like he does it on purpose. He he just shows that he can't agree with me because for some reason. (laughs) I just don't like him. (laughs) He didn't build the cake on a monopoly, so I just I can't agree with anything he says or does. I build the cake with my wife first. I did that too days ago. Me and my wife finished our cake. Well, y'all play all day long. I don't. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you guys don't have anything to add, which clearly you don't, we go moved on to Monopoly and whatever else. <laughs> I moved on with our friendship too, because he don't build on my cake. <laughs> Please make sure you guys like, follow, subscribe for more content um, on all social media platforms. Check us out on YouTube as well. Check the fellas out at Blurred Trap House. Um, bringing you all the latest and hottest news in the blurred community and whatever other debates they get into. Yeah, because we finally got Rich to watch the live action of One Piece. So, you know, <laughs> this one's going to be a spicy one. And, you know, I haven't, I will say this I have not given it the thumbs down. So, it's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> So far, Zoro's character was probably the best pick so far. I'm a Zoro fan, and I, I she this loves point. Zoro. She's we're like, We're not done yet, so don't. I feel that. I feel that. So, listen, finish it up. Uh, we'll jump in, we'll talk about it. I've asked Mikey if he could go ahead and watch it. I might go ahead and ask Ty if he could watch it, and we all just film an episode on it. Yeah, so guys, <laughs> make sure you look out for that future episode from them shay and i will be putting out more um keeping it real i'm not sure what we're working on next but stay tuned for all of that um and until next time next week as i stated earlier we'll be talking about who's invited to the cookout who's able who we give an n-word passes to etc etc um and until next time guys stay safe stay healthy and stay unapologetically black have a good night